Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, today we're going backstage with Rachel Wooding, who's currently playing Joanne on the UK tour of Fat Friends the Musical. Now, since she started out, Rachel has performed in so many shows, far too many to list them all. You may have seen her in We Will Rock You, Hairspray, Evita, Jersey Boys, Saturday Night Fever, Starlight Express, to name just a few. But you may also know her from when she was in the Britain's Got Talent final back in 2016. I'm Mikey Worrell. When Rachel and I met up, we started, as is very British, by talking about the traffic and the busy trains on our journeys into Leeds, where we met at the Leeds Grand Theatre back in November. The music you can hear throughout this episode is all from rehearsals that were happening on the stage before the show, and you can hear the sound coming through the tannoy in Rachel's dressing room. Here's our conversation. We're staying at home, so that's what I've just driven in that traffic. Bonkers. I got the train because I just thought Manchester to Leeds on a Friday afternoon would be... Oh, forget it. Yeah, not, not a chance. In, no point. No I'd, still, I'd still be on the M62. thing is, it's not being banned. I've been thinking, oh, it's not bad because it's like bottleneck when you get off the A1 that goes like, and it's just, you're just like, oh, sweet Lord, I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah. What the actual? But um, I came today, obviously, at this time, and I was like, yeah, this is what it's going to be like coming in at showtime, so I'm going to have to be a bit careful. Oh, God, because you'd have been in like earlier been, most of the time, wouldn't you? Until been now. in. Every single day, every hour, every single day. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm just... Let's let's just start it with the yeah, traffic. Yeah. We'll just yeah, yeah. we'll just pick it up yeah, with yeah. Uh, with our journeys in. Yeah. Um, I had to stand all the way from Manchester, so that was great fun. I think no matter where you are, at these time those times of day, you're standing. Unless your stop is the first. Do you know, like if you get on the train yeah. at the beginning and then you sit there and then you have to kind of keep your eyes down otherwise because because I'm I'm actually a nice person. I go. Oh, that man, that man needs to see, that woman needs to see. So you have to like put your head in your book. But I can't help it, I have to get, I end up getting up anyway, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Fat Friends. Yes. A Kay Mellor show in Leeds. This is, for, for the people of Yorkshire, the audiences that are coming here, this is like the pinnacle for them, isn't it? It's weird, right, because obviously we've been doing this like, we're like, oh, we're all the musical theatre or, or different people are from all walks of life doing this show, but, and so we have that whole, what are people going to think? What are the people going to think? But literally from show one, which was like our preview before we even did the gala on, on Tuesday, it's ramoed and people are absolutely loving it. It's like, it's, it's almost like it's two different shows. It's like the show that we're showing, um, it, it's the same show, but in Leeds that can do no wrong because it's like, you know, Kay's hometown and it's about here, it's set here. So it's just a really nice feel good show and it's a good feeling to do and, and they're absolutely loving it. Obviously, it'll be very different when we go out and we'll see what we what it's like on the tour. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what it's going to be like. Obviously, Fat Friends has a huge... I mean, it's 12 years since it finished, but it's still so well known. How's that been for you, sort of tapping into something that was one thing and is now another? Do you know, it's weird because, obviously, like you said, the show was so long ago, like 12 years ago, but it's still relevant now. Like, Kay writes about, like, like normal people and everybody if it's not you or your family you know somebody who's like that or whatever and she writes about real people and especially like he or doing the yeah, the sayings and the people say you think oh my god I know somebody says that oh that's like my cousin that's like my mum you know the re- it really is relevant and also way I mean come on it's not about you know that this show's message is love who you are be whatever size you are and just be happy in your own skin and just you know you are alright to be who you are but I mean, I'm saying I've never struggled with my weight, but I've had a, I've had a little girl, so I, I never did up until having her. And then 
losing my baby weight. It wasn't losing my baby weight. I ate all the cake. It was cake weight. It was not baby weight. I lost my baby weight, <laughs> and then the cake weight took a bit longer. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. so any size, but any size, you you have like like that thing. But there's like little things that sort of happen in slimming groups and things. Because people are like like laughing proper lolling because it's like oh my god, they know that that's a thing. That's an actual thing. Um, but as far as like that program was 12, you know, 12 years ago, or whatever. I think a lot of people did watch it originally and they've gone back and researched it. But the part that I'm actually playing wasn't like mass- that massive in, in mm. the in the in the um, the TV show. I mean, she was there. She definitely had a sister. And that's who I play, like Joanne, the sister. But um, I've been involved in this this since day dot, like in the workshops. We did three workshops in London and like, you know, and as soon as I read the script, I was like, this is ace, I want to do this. And so for me, it's like been with me for three years. I've just dipped in and out of it. And so when it came up, I don't think I ever intended on doing the show because the role is quite small. But when it came to it, I was like, oh, I've kind of done it from the beginning. I kind of want to see it through now. Yeah, absolutely. So here I am. There you are. For fans of the show, there's going to be a lot in it that they already know and that they love. But for people who haven't seen it, it might be coming to it cold. Are they going to get it? Oh my God, it is. Yes, yes. You can have never watched the TV series, whatever. This storyline will resonate with anybody. Like this, like I said, there's. It's about real people, and like you know, there's 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 the there's the. Oh my God, you're gonna hear a bit no, in the background. Great. That's great. <laughs> so there's like the main storyline and the main like relationship with like Kelly and and Kevin, and then there's the mum, you know, mum and dad, Betty and Fergus, and then obviously like there's another like side storyline about you know. A, um, Lauren and, and uh, Paul the vicar and I think there's just, just yeah you don't you don't need to like go and swat up on fat friends you could just sit down and have a good night out and in terms of working with Kay Mella is that something that you've wanted to do before or were you Ledge. like oh my god I get to work with Kay Mella yeah so it's weird, the weirdest thing right so obviously she's on my radar obviously I know who Kay Mella is I'm a northern actress I've done loads of musicals but I've done bits of telly and stuff so in your head you're like if you're going to do it what do you want to do oh and when you watch those programmes on TV, her programmes, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I can do. So she has been on my radar anyway. So when they said to me, oh, and I had not been doing much because it was literally just after having Emmy, my little one, and my agent was like, oh, it's just a workshop, but, you know, I think it'd be really good. It's came out. I was like, yeah, what? And I remember, because, you know, like, generally auditions come, like, in, you know, Monday to... I mean, it's changing a bit, I have to say. There is some weekend auditions, but generally Monday to Friday at some point of the slot, like, in the day. Like normal working hours, like 10, 10 to 5, whatever. And I, and I got the call and said, like, right, Kay wants to meet you. It's going to be in the palace upstairs, like, uh, in um, theatre. And um, about between 7 and 9, we don't know, because she's so busy, it's hard to lock Kay down. She's got that much going on all the time. And she's literally, she's on all the time, but she's got time for you. Do you know what I mean? She's, yeah. But from the minute I met her in this tiny little room, she's like, oh, just read a bit of that, because like I said, Joanne's not that big. And she was like, oh, that's not much to read. Read this part, read this part. And I'm just like reading this, like, it's was that like Yorkshire. the most chilled audition you've ever had? Chilled, and she was laughing, and she, we were chatting about... And I was just like, yes, this is what audition should be, because you do get a better performance, I think. Everyone's different, but I loved it. And from that meeting, I was like... And then straight away, she was like, yeah, right, you're doing it. You're hilarious. And so it was like a really nice way of meeting her and then being in the room. What it is with Kay, right? Obviously, she's like this Kay Mella. Like, she's like, wow. She's like this writer, director, and she does lots of TV. But she'd never done musicals before, so she was learning as well, like, in in this field, you know. But what's amazing is, because she's written it and it comes a lot, a lot of her stuff comes from her, her life or people she knows 
or something she really does know about. So you can ask her anything, and when she's talking about it, it's like she like what's on the page is just what's on the page, but the backstory and what that means and who knows who and that and this and that and that and that all different things. It's amazing to watch. Do you know what I mean? And be in that room. And actually, I really did enjoy the workshops because it was a very creative experience. It was a small room, closed shop, just a few actors bouncing off her, finding ideas for scripts, and and she was very good at. You know, people are protective, obviously she's protective of all her words, that is her, you know, words, but she's also very open to you finding what that character is and how they would speak and saying, like, the odd thing and, and things have filtered through and are in, like, that we've sort of come up with together kind brilliant. of thing. So that was, that was brilliant. How's it been to turn that into a musical? Great musicals are great musicals, right? So there's some song through, some with the great book, whatever, but I feel like... The book was there with Kay, and then she met, you know, she was put together from the Josh, the producer, she met Nick Lloyd Webber, who, you know, well, obviously the name, you know, but he's he, he's obviously got a lot to offer, and I think through those workshops, she was learning and of how those two things, uh, like, like joined together sort of thing, so there was definitely, the book was the book, and then he was writing this, the, and she was writing the lyrics, so he was like then obviously making, the, writing the music and the score, and, and I have to say, through the workshops, there was about three songs to me that really resonated, and I thought, oh, they're beautiful, they're just really melodic. And they're still in it? They're still in it, they're still in it, and the, and the songs, these three songs, and then other bits, I'm not saying it didn't work, but I was like, oh, how does that fit? How's... And then when we had the sits probe here, because we'd gone through that whole long rehearsal period in London, and then we were here downstairs in the grand, in the, in the rehearsal room, running it and running it with a piano, and it got to a point where we're like, we just need to get on stage, we need an audience, we need to hear what the band is. And that first when I heard the sits probe, because Nick works alongside um, Simon Lee, who's like a legend in yeah. musical theatre, and he not only supervises it, musical supervisor, he um, orchestrated the whole thing, and I'm telling you, it's nothing short of genius. Because that first time I heard it, I, I, saw, I bumped into Nick out on the street and I was like, Nick, like, I knew what it was, but I didn't. And I've been involved since the beginning. And it was like, the script's funny and the score's funny. And so, the orchestration's funny. So it do you think in some melts. ways, having, having someone who's never done a musical before, coming together with someone who obviously has... Who's got like, who's grown up with it. Do you think it? that's really helped create something completely fresh and, and different? I think it's obviously a different. I think it's a different different experience. But I don't know. It's hard to answer because I don't know whether Nick worked with somebody else. If that same same thing would happen. If Kay worked with somebody else, I don't know. But all I know is what this has done. And it's worked. And it's worked. Like maybe if you thought it was like an unlikely pair, and it's not, it's worked. Do you, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's really interesting as an actress to just sit there and, and watch all these different things and like be part of it. And Karen Bruce, obviously, I've worked with her loads. She. Because she can do like she does dance dance shows like with like proper dancers, mm. but what she's amazing at is just looking at something and going right. We've got non-dancers here, or we've got this, and I need to make this work. And what she's done with one of the numbers, step up, is genius. Okay, it's actually brilliant, and she sees it like she just all she does is sit there. Like I remember her being when she, I saw her came to the third workshop, and I was like, tell me you're doing this, tell me you're doing this. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing it. And so and sitting and seeing like. All I know is that we're sat in a semicircle, reading some words and singing the songs, and she hears it, but just a piano, not the whole orchestration, and sees what to do with it. She's, she's amazing. I just can't imagine like hearing something and then just being like, oh yeah, I can't know what people can do to dance to that. That's just mental, isn't it? Yeah, just like she just sees, she sees pictures, she sees. Well, I suppose that's what her job is. I yeah. suppose that's just yeah. like you know, that's, saying, why, we don't do that's why we're not doing that because <laughs> we don't see it. Yeah. Whatever you, whatever you think of it, whatever you, you know, if you're wanting something a little bit more intellectual, whatever you want, 
You're going to laugh at this. You're going to sit there and you are going to laugh, whatever. You are. Here, especially, you're getting people... Probably you do get a lot of people that come to the Grand and they come again and they come again, but I think you'll also get people that don't, that know Kay from her writing and go, oh, let's have a look at that then. You'll get them in. You've got Freddie Flintoff in the cast, so you've got MP. All sorts of people going, Freddie Flintoff's in it, I'm going to go and watch that. When did he come on board? When did you did you go, wait, what? Freddie Flintoff? Yeah, I did. I actual did. So I, I'd done all the workshops and everything, and then it was, and I knew that I was kind of nothing was official but I thought yeah I was going to be doing it and then somebody said they was no I think it was on I'm sure it was somebody on Facebook one of my friends or somebody I've worked with was like have you seen this and that was the first time I saw anything about it but what it was it's not as random as you think because you think why is a cricketer in a musical but actually what happened is obviously Freddie is and was like, you know, England captain is a cricketer, that's what he does. But he also is doing, you know, does a lot of podcasts now. He does League of Their Own. He's actually like a personality in his own right. And so he was sort of doing the, on that sort of, in that area. It was acting. And then he was, he had an agent or whatever. And um, Kay was casting, I think it was Love, Lies and Records, which came out yesterday, didn't I think it aired yesterday for the first time. And someone, um, her casting director, who she works with, David, said, don't laugh at me, but I think we should bring in Freddie Flintoff for this role. I think he'd be right for it or something. And he'd been going up for different bits and bobs. And she was like, oh, all right. She got him in the room and she's like, oh, my God, he can act. And so she cast him in this. So he was on her radar anyway for that. And she, he was in his trailer. He tells the story that he's in his trailer filming for that. And she knocked on the door. She went, Freddie, can you sing? He was like, well, I, I, like, I can sing at home. Yeah, I like singing. I like music. And she was like... Right, we auditioned for a musical. He said he just, it's kind of like Kate is in your trailer and you're working for her on a TV show. And it's kind of like the next minute you like wake up and you go, how, how, how did this happen? How am I in a musical? And he just kind of just went with it. That's, what a great story. But it, it's nice because he's done so many different things. Freddie's a really positive person. Mm. It's like he, he, he always says, why look back and go, why didn't I do it? Why not just go, yeah, I'm going to do it? Maybe I'll be good at it, maybe I won't, but at least have a go. I think that's quite a good attitude to have, isn't it? Absolutely. Why Why go, no, I can't do that? You might not be able to, but have a go. And you know what? There's people that have done a lot of musical theatre in our show, but there's also, like, you know, uh, what people call celebrity casting or, or whatever, and so you don't know what that's going to entail. But I can honestly tell you there's not one ego in this... Um, in this cast, there isn't. Everybody is a real team, and that's really rare. No matter what, who's in what, and it's just been um, a very supportive environment as a cast. I've got to say, when I was just doing my research on the train over, uh, you have one of the longest CVs I have ever seen. Because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> no, but you've done so much. Like, I mean, I saw you when we were Rocky. I think ten years ago. Oh yeah, someone did it the first time. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, you yeah. Oh, sorry, it's the second time. Yeah. Um that was such a big show. Yeah. And the the last episode we did of this was, was Emma Hatton. Oh my god, um, Emma's like a good yeah, mate of mine. Yeah, she talked about you. Yeah, yeah. Um and she was saying how like she used to come and see you in that show and be like, I wanna do that show and then she got to do it with you. I know. Um what were some of your highlights of, of being in that show? Of We Were Rock here? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It still will be one of my or if not my most favourite show because that was like I loved it enough to do it twice, put it that way. And I think uh, within, the, within the parameters of musical theatre, there's certain expectations of how you sing, how you place things, what you do, you know, vocally. And I love all that. I love being within those boundaries, and I and I love musical theatre. I do. I heart the shows, the end. Like, that's the heart there. You can't see it. Um, but when I first sang, like, 
we'll rock you. I was like, I'm singing Queen. Like, it might be a musical, but this is Queen. This is epic. Like, and I absolutely, hand on heart, love singing those songs. And I will never tire of singing those songs. And I will never tire of hearing them. As soon as a Queen song comes on, I don't go, you know, like, if, you, if you've been in the long run of a show, sometimes that, a song comes on from it and you're like, oh, sweet Lord, no! <laughs> but, like, with we'll rock you and Queen songs, I just start singing my head off. I want to hear it and I go, yeah! And every time I, I just love it. I just love the show. I loved singing the, the, the songs. I loved, and that was also a very, it was a family, We Will Rock You. And a lot of people worked on it four years backstage, you know, so it was the same crew, the same wiggies, the same, you know, creative team. And it was like a proper family environment and everybody just got on. It was just so nice. It was just such a nice place to work. I loved Every second of it. I do hope it comes back. Rumours are it's touring next year, oh, apparently. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Kennedy told me that, by the way. Oh, is there? Yeah, because I worked with Kev on yeah, Real Rocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were sat backstage yesterday in between scenes. And he was like, hey, apparently. And you know it's like, but, you know. I, I always <clears> think it will come back. I don't think, you know, it's had its time. And I think the way it's, uh, it finished at the, the, the Dominion, it didn't really need to close. I don't really, I don't think I'll have you'll know the internet as of why, but I think it will always come back because that's another reason, you know, people that don't go to theatre would come see that show because they love Queen music. And the fact that Queen is still going, they're still touring, people love it. Kids know Queen music, Queen music. It's, it's for everyone. It's it brilliant. It's timeless. At what point, obviously you were, you were the final Scaramouche. Was it, was it just a year, that, that last contract? Or was, was it? it, or was it I think it did at, 18 months. At what point did you find out that, that it was coming to an end? It's really weird, you know, because, I don't know, with that, you know like you, when you're in a show you kind of hear little, little rumbles and rumours and different bits and bobs, but when we actually did find out it was really sad. It was really sad because I think it came, even though we didn't get a two-week notice like a lot of shows do, like the new shows, whatever, it was, we did get, I think it was six, we did get six weeks, but we still didn't think it would be that soon. And it was like, oh, we were devastated. And we were just like, no. Especially for you because you've done it before and you yeah. you, you knew how it felt to, to leave imagine it. Can you imagine knowing that show had been in town for, what, was it 12 or 13? I can't remember. It was 13 years by the end. I'm really was bad, it, I should know. 11 or 12? 11 or 12, yeah, because we just, yeah, we did break record. So... It's been, and then those people that have finally auditioned and auditioned and gotten it then, and then they only had six months like that. Those That's people are like, oh, you know, but I don't know. I think it will. It'll come back, and I, yeah, and I don't. I mean, I mean that ship has sailed. I cannot play a teenager anymore. <laughs> this is no. Um, what What was that last show like? Because you know, I kept, there were numerous times where I, I was there and Brian was there, and it was you know. Anniversaries and cash changes, but that last one must have been. It was amazing, and it was epic, and it was all of the things that you're saying. But like you said, what was amazing about being in We Were Rock You is that on several occasions I sang with Brian May and Roger Taylor on drums, and they would come and they would always, you know, if it was a, a you know, a We Were Rock You birthday or Freddie's birthday or anything or whatever, they would come along and. And they were a massive. They were massively involved. They they were you know they were, they loved it and they loved seeing the show and they were and they loved like you know coming up you know he'd come up in the drum kit at the back and you know Brian'd come up in the in the um, on the lift with you know in the plume of smoke and people knew it was coming but still every time I did that about eight times in the whole time that I was there but every time I'd be like Aah! and he'd come up and I'd be like I know it's coming up but I'm still excited you know. So I think even though the last show was amazing, I think over the times that I was there, there were several times where it just blew your mind. 
as expected. Yeah. Was that an intentional Queen lyric? Oh my God, no, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> um, is it true that when the first time uh, you, you were in it and the first time you left, that you didn't get to do your last matinee because of a hairspray rehearsal? Yes, I didn't. Is that true? That's absolutely true. I really wanted to do the last matinee. And the thing is, I think I was, I don't know, I was younger then and I was like, oh, I really want to... And I understand why they wouldn't let me because it was like, you know, this was a premiere of a show, like, that's Hairspray was huge and it was brilliant. But I was so in love with Uraku, like I said, hence why I went back. And I loved Hairspray, I loved being part of the original cast of Hairspray. I loved it. But I was really, like, really close to my heart with Uraku, so... Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? And that was a massive deal at the time, but then... I went back anyway and did is that, it. Again. Is that kind of the norm though? Like, I've, I've never heard of that happening. And then when someone told me, I was like, "Really? Is that is that a thing?" Well, if you're in rehearsals and you're, you know, you're, I'm in tech at a new show, you know. So, like, it's weird because up until me going into hairspray, every single job, maybe bar one, I like played and rehearsed. So I'd be doing a show in that night, and so I was really lucky. Yeah, like so you'd be rehearsing in the day for your new show and going and doing your old show in the evening. That was the first time I think that that yeah. That where, I, where is your head though in that that week? If you're Amber Von Tussle in the day and then you're Meatloaf at night, are you not? Is your body not a bit like wait, what what move is? No, is do you it? know why not? Because I have to say. Meatloaf was so in my body because I'd done that for like that whole that whole contract. So th- by that point, you know that, and that was a welcome. And they're so different, mm. so it's that's a welcome from Amber to like just singing, you know, that beautiful torch song, you yeah. know, as as Meatloaf was, was amazing. And I think it was a welcome change to do that in the in the evening from Amber in the day. But the, the rehearsal process for Hairspray was brilliant. They knew that show Jack O'Brien was amazing and you know and Jerry and Danny the you know the the dance team were so good and they knew that show inside out they knew what it did they knew how to make it work it was at Joe Wood's space we rehearsed everything was so organised and it's on it it was the one that's the best rehearsal period I've ever had and that was you know uh, uh, the UK premiere there and it was brilliant everybody was great at their job and it was organised and it was it was brilliant so so really it wasn't hard because you know if you feel under rehearsed or you're going oh my god and you're trying to learn that and you're doing that but I felt like in the right place to do both yeah yeah as long as you don't start doing you can't stop the beat during I want it all you're all fine yeah probably would have done something like that knowing me I think that's actually the beginning of my career I was quite on it but later on I've started I've done some corkers oh god some dries oh or, what like oh my god like the story goes uh, in Hairspray actually in Hairspray but I wasn't doing We Were Rocky we were doing the show by then so I met like one of my, like, my best friends Charlotte Riby. Yeah, yeah. so we met on that uh, and she's like uh, we're like you know really good friends we're each other's bridesmaids got parents all that each other's kids and um, we um, so how we ended up we were on stage and, it, and she was playing Tracy and I was Amber and I was sat in the chair and you can't stop the beat and I was like like that, and then she, I, um, she came over to me, like was doing whatever in the cuts up there. I, I went, this is on stage. This is probably unprofessional. I went, do you want to go to Ibiza? She went, yeah. When I went Monday, she went, yeah. I went, I'm booking it tonight. She went, do it, Amber, like that. And then we did it. We went to Ibiza, and we then went every year for seven years after that until oh we had gosh. our children. So that was our like. So we were really good friends. And then one day I just came on stage and I walked up and I, you know, I walked on stage with such intention and I was walked up to her and it was that bit when I was supposed to go, Tracy Tugboat, that bit like that. And I just knew that I was supposed to say something to her. 
stormed all the way across the stage, looked at her and just went <laughs> and just left her for dead and walked all the way off and left her and she really tried and she just lost it, just absolutely just left the stage and oh I just no. left her, left her to suffer. Oh my God. So it's like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to say something but ah, be I don't know, I don't know. What happens when it happens? Do you get in trouble when it happens? No, because it's, it's human error, we're not robots. No. I literally, I wasn't joking around, I didn't do it, no, yeah. I was like, I have no idea what I'm saying. But yeah, um, oh yeah, I've tried so many times. But now I think I'm I'm quite good at like talking around it. I'll do a monologue and I'll be like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there I am, there I am. But I believe it on Emmy, because baby brain never leaves you. Oh no. Oh my God, it doesn't. How, how is it juggling parenthood with musical, the life of musical theatre? Do you know what? I don't really know how to say how, how it is because actually I don't know what it's like not to do it because actually I've done this for my whole life and even if I had one fleeting thought of going, I'm not going to do this anymore, it it was just not who I am. I knew I was, this is my job and I absolutely love it and I adore her. She's still like, the minute I had her, something changed and it's, it's, a, it's a refreshing change because doing this job, being an actress, you know, it is kind of, you are a bit self-obsessed in the, in the sense that you have to be, because you have to go, what am I doing next? You can't just rely and go, oh, I'm in this job now, because it's like, what's next? This nightclub, where are you going? So you have to, you're always having to, like, bet yourself and try and, am I still good? And, you know, all of this stuff. But the minute I had her, it was like, a part of that goes, because then that's replaced with being a mum and that and everything she's the most important thing now and it's it's so nice because actually ultimately no matter what she's the most important thing and I think you know I've, I've taken this job on now I did Wonderland last year and that was a tour and she came up with me and she was she's so great she's proper bright spark she's so intelligent she's two and three quarters and her vocabulary is a joke she's amazing I mean I go I just don't know how she's so chatty and people go really <laughs> really you don't know how I she's so chatty I have no idea I mm, wow but then I just talked when I when I had her like I was in Hertfordshire all my family were up north and Matt was at, at work and so she was my little buddy and I think I just talked to her all day every day so she's just, just like blah she's just so chatty she came on tour with me last year. She was great, and my, my mum and dad alternated and helped me out. And so, and that's going to happen again this year. But once she's in school, no touring, no enjoy touring. Enjoy while you've got it. And exactly, enjoy it while I can, and she can, and she's she's so good. You know, like if people are stuck, kids are stuck in their routine, and if they anything's out of the ordinary, they go they freak out. She'll go, you know, she goes to any nursery or like play school. She likes to call it, and she's very good with different people, and she'll chat to people and. I'm proud of her, I think she's brilliant. So at the minute it works and I think once she's in school then we'll adjust and we'll find what that is, whether I work in town or it's short contracts or, you know, rep or what I don't know. I don't know. But so far it seems to be working, so I'm just not gonna complain. Oh, yeah. Um Evita was obviously such a big part for you. Was that a special one? Was that a highlight or Yeah, that was like a dream. And I think I think it's weird, right? Because you can have dreams for roles, but especially with things like that, it just is a timing thing. And it's when does it come around? And does it come around at your time when you are right for that role and available, right? And so that happened at that time, and it was amazing. And I think what is hard in musical theatre is people is, is doing that same performance every single day, eight shows a week. That is a discipline in itself because, you know it's easy to find new stuff and be creative about something new and not get bored and in certain roles it it takes everything in you to not get bored doing something because sometimes it is just 
you're done after six months or whatever. But with that, I originally signed for six months and then it came six months, so we're like, do you want to do another six months? I was like, yeah, I do. And I absolutely loved every single day of doing it. It was hard and it was on tour. And But I still think I could do that for another 10 years and find something new every day because she's so varied and there's so much, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. It was a gift. I'm, uh, I'm actually reading Patty the Poem's book at the moment, and the, uh, last night I finished the Evita chapter. Yeah. And she talks about how, when she was reading up about it, it's like she she found how she wanted to play her, and then she went into rehearsal, and they were like, no, you mustn't do it like that, because she wanted to play her kind of like aloof and quite like, you know, everything kind of washed, washed off a duck's back. Yeah. And they're like, how Prince was apparently like, no, no, no. Did How, how was that process for you? Did you kind of s- see her in your mind, or were they very. Much do you know what? Like, I'm very much a person. Yeah, I researched, yes, I did all of those things, but I'm kind of organic. I like I like to find it, like, physically, like, find who, who it is, and I don't necessarily... And even though it's a sung through a sung through piece, I don't, like, go, oh, how am I going to sing that, or how am I going to place that? I just... Where's she at that point? I don't care that it's high, and what am I feeling at that point, and it just comes out. I don't know if that's lucky, I don't know what it is, but that's just the way I find it, and I think that's when I... I'm best when I'm finding the through line and where she's at and where and and it's amazing. Actually, I'm just thinking about it now. I literally I would, I would love to do it again. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because it was that incredible. Well, it's touring still. I know they just keep knocking yeah, it out, don't right they? On the phone. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bill, about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, she is fascinating. But obviously, at the same time, you are you can only do what's written on that page, and you can do all your backstory and find out what and you and some of the things. I mean, she was not nice at times. No. Like she was like you know. But you can only do what's written on that page. Yeah. But, you know, you've got a flavour of it, I think. But I think you can't be all, like, tit- tinsel with, with her. No, she no, was, no. she was you know, historical, and she was... And achieved an incredible amount for, from where, she, you know, her humble Ooh. beginnings. Like, it's amazing. But, yeah, it was amazing. I loved I it. Love oh, my God, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Um, one last question, I promise. Go. You can do one more show ever. Ah! What, what was it? Do you know what it would be? It's not been written yet, and it's brand new musical theatre, something that I absolutely believe and love, and and I and I wholeheartedly am all in, and probably maybe a two-hander or something like that. Some brand new British musical theatre. I will. I would. I would. If that was my last time round on the rodeo, that's what I want to do. I want to be challenged. I want to f- believe in it. It doesn't have to be huge scale, doesn't have to be town or number one tour. It has to be, could be above a pub. But if I believe in it and, and, and I'm in it and I would love it, I would. that's what I would do. Oh, that's a great answer. It's been so nice to talk to and you. And you. I feel like we could just carry I on. I mean, we could just sit here all night. We should probably get the wine. Where's the wine? You've got a show to do. Hey, Joanne could be an alky, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Fat Friends the Musical is touring the UK until the 2nd of June. You can find all the dates and venues online at fatfriendsthemusical.com. Backstage With is back next month with the producer Katie Lipson, who was recently named on the Stage 100 list of theatre's most influential figures. To make sure you don't miss the next episode, subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts or iTunes, TuneIn or Stitcher. You can also find us on Twitter at Backstage underscore with, and there are updates online at BackstageWith.com. This episode was produced and edited by me, Mikey Worrell. 
with thanks to Rachel Wooding, The Corner Shop PR and What Goes On Media. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.